freedom from wife. Absolutely safe and harmless. Not even too expensive if you had the right contacts. Well, uh, come in. Mr. Fairclough? Yes. I'm Jerry Lamont. Your new secretary. <clears throat> what did I tell you, Georgie boy? Uh, Harry, if you don't mind, I'd like to get right down to work with Miss Lamont. Excuse us. Why sir? not? Uh, don't forget what we were talking about, huh, Georgie? I happen to know a fellow with just the right contacts for that deal. Yeah, sure. Uh, so long, Harry. So long. Bye, Miss Lamont. Bye. Well, I'm glad to have you aboard, Miss Lamont. Oh, Miss Lamont is so formal. Mr. Blickendorf called me Jerry when I worked for him. Oh, uh, Hank uh, Blickendorf? Mm-hmm. Oh, you must be the girl he, uh... You must have accompanied him on his business trip to Rio. Yes. Well, he spoke very highly of you. Ah. I'm sure we'll get along just fine. Well... I feel the same way. I prefer working for a younger man than Mr. Blickendorf, anyway. When I came home to dinner that night, Marge was waiting with a full barrage. She let me get my first bite of dinner halfway to my mouth and then opened up. Well, I hear you got a new secretary today. <coughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I also hear she's 5'8 and tapes out at 38, 25, 36, and likes men. That's quite a spy system you've got there. She isn't much of a secretary either. She's a perfectly good secretary. Well, that isn't what Molly Blickendorf said. I don't care what Molly Blickendorf said. Now, where are you going? I have to make a business call. I forgot. Well, I suppose it would be too much to expect you to do your work at the office with that... Harry? George Faircloth. Listen, Harry, you know that conversation we had this afternoon? Could you put me in touch with your friend? Yes, as soon as possible. The following evening, I found myself at the door of a dingy office in an ancient warehouse up near 14th Street. A little rodent of a man answered. Yes, brother? I'm George Faircloth. Harry sent me. Oh, yes. Step inside, brother. I've been told that you can supply me with... Uh, yes, brother. It might be possible. We uh, get quite a few busy executives who are in a hurry. Can't be bothered with licensing a utility prime. Mister, if I wanted an ordinary utility prime, I wouldn't have hiked up here. I'd have picked up the phone and ordered it. I want a Super Deluxe Ego Prime with all the circuits open. In short, a carbon copy of me, George mm -hmm. Faircloth. Well, uh, just step back here, brother. Fine. These uh, domestic situations can be awkward. You understand, if the feds find out about this, you're in as much trouble as we are. I'm more worried about my wife finding out. Ease your mind, brother. We've never had one yet. Except for that little shut-off control in the hair behind the ear, these ego primes are identical with living humans. Now, if you'll just step back into the lab and take your clothes off, we'll start. I 
I spent a busy two hours under the NP microprobes. The artists worked outside, taking casts and impressions, while the technicians worked inside, feeding all my brain patterns into a Hunyadi pantograph. I came out of it pretty woozy, but I shot a happy O fixed that. Then I waited in the recovery room until the salesman walked in, followed by a tall, sandy-haired man with tired blue eyes wearing a business suit, who looked remarkably like me. Mr. Faircloth? Yes? Meet Mr. Faircloth Prime. So, this is me. Shake, George. Why, he even talks like me. I ought to. I've got a dozen Hunyadi tubes in my cranial vault with your speech patterns on them. I'll be doggone. Nice job, eh? Which fantastic. Now, the shut-off mechanism is behind his right ear. Now, bring him in every two months for the regular two-month refill and pattern accommodation. Uh, let me get a few things.